previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. You guys head into the mountains. The hills grow taller and you are filtered into a tiny pass where you have to walk single file. You all hear lumbering footsteps and you see two giant ogres. I'm going to step onto Prothean Shield. I want to spend a Kai point for stunning strike and then I'm just gonna like boop the other guy right in the nose. Finrail is going to shout out, I thought we were going on a weekend trip out with the boys. Well, you just told us that Finrail was expecting you go hunting, so technically we're just hunting ogres. All right, boys, <laughs> let's hunt some ogres. <laughs> I'm gonna hit whichever one is next to me. That is just enough. You drop him. Biatch. I guess the one that's still alive, I want to jab at him with my pike and then jab at him with my pike. Uh, I take my longsword and do a full, like, swing, like, turning my entire body into it, all my strength behind it, right to the neck. All right, you slice right through his neck, and his giant head goes flying off his body, pinwheeling through the air, and then it falls with a giant splat. Then I am just going to keep hiking along the ravine and keep advancing forward to where we were going. Let's go check out those caves. Yeah, I'm down. Anything cool in the cave? I choose not to go check out the caves. I will follow my brother. Brixius and Ambionitis, you want to take a quick break? Nope, I keep on keeping on. Brixius, I don't think it's a good idea if we were to split up the party like that. Like, it, that that's, that's... That sounds like metagaming, Finrail. That's Survival 101. <laughs> Finrail's just going to shrug and go... I'll go with you, Hammer Bottom Brothers. Why not? So, which group are you going uh, with? I guess the cave group, then. All right, boys. See you down the trail. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. You want to know the fastest way to a woman's heart? The booty hole. Brad Richards. The one thing you just hate about blind dates is you have to feel your way out of it. (laughs) Brad Renfro. Welcome to the show. If this is your first episode watching, why are you starting at episode 29? How are you watching? You'd be listening. Kid fucked. Matt Smith. What do you call a halfling that flies an airplane? A pilot, you racist fucks. Okay. And Eric Nemeth. How many Super Saiyans does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? Just one, but takes seven episodes and Quillen dies. <laughs> he dies used that in before. every yeah, single one Yeah, I'm pretty sure them. you used that on an intro. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure B-Rich laughed that time, too. It's <laughs> fucking funny, assholes. Go fuck yourself. That's true. <laughs> I'm more cocaine funny. than man. That's impressive. <laughs> just snorting. We can just walk up and snort off your booty hole. I was going to go. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's going to be one of our videos on YouTube.
stay tuned. Oh, yes. That brings us to our, uh, our Patreon. No. <laughs> we don't have one of those yet. Um, that's, uh, we're trying to bring you that good, sweet content that you love and enjoy. And actually, it's not sweet at all. It's, it's pretty raunchy. But we are a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. And we do this because we love it. And yeah, I didn't have anything else. We're also <laughs> working on a, cal- a sexy calendar. Yes, we did talk about possibly doing a sexy calendar. Ooh, yeah. Maybe maybe Kickstarter mm. material. <laughs> some assless chaps, some uh, fireman suspenders, <laughs> no shirt, oiled down. Speedos. Oh, and Brad's wrestling leotard. Oh my, that has gotten a lot of exposure, <laughs> and I love it. I forgot you guys knew about that. <laughs> knew about it? It's my screensaver. Is it still? <laughs> no. I'm lying. It should be. Let's go ahead and play some Dungeons and Dragons. How's that sound? Sure. Uh, Who remembers what happened last time? Fuck, I don't. The last time. Fucking ogres. And we split up. (laughs) That was basically it. That is that is pretty (laughs) much all that happened. Um, So we have Sheriff Finrail and the Hammer Bottom Brothers went off down the. Are you in the crevice? No, we're or walking along you... the edge of it, I believe. Okay, atop it. Crawling over the uh, various rocks that have because they cascaded have ad- from the mountainside. Because they have advantage or something, isn't it? In that terrain? No, we only have advantage when we're with uh, Oh, Abe. that's right. Yeah, because I have the natural explorer thing for mountain. Yeah. The mountains. And then um, the other three... Uh, Prothean, Abraham Van Halen. I, I still have to get used to that. I'm used to calling you Dosh. And uh, Jet, like the plane. That's me. They decided to hang around that area for a little bit longer and explore the caves. So, let's go ahead and start with the Prothean, Abraham, and Jet group. You guys have watched the Hammerbottom Brothers, walk off a little bit with Sheriff Finrail. Where would you like to go? Go check out that cave. Yeah, I guess that's the closest cave. Sure. See if there's a place we can, you know, maybe start a fire and just hang out for a little bit, regain our HPs. I like fire. Okay. So the nearest cave is directly to your left, and uh, you could probably easily hop over the crevice, those of you that are on the right side. Uh, so you hop over to the left side and you climb up the mountainside, weaving your way in between the rocks, and you come to a cave opening that is about seven feet tall and about five feet wide. Do I want to look for tracks around the front of the cave, see if anything's been coming and going? Give me a nature or survival. Damn. It is nine, but... Wait. If it is fiends, then I have advantage. Okay, it is not a fiend. Dang it. Uh, You don't see anything, especially not fiends. Uh, (laughs) It looks like the cave has not been explored. Well, I don't see anything. I mean, how far deep, like, how deep into the cave? Like, is it deep enough to, like, explore into it, or? Well, the light kind of dissipates pretty quickly. Uh, It grows pretty black. 
if you wanted to venture into the <laughs> cave, you could. You can't see the back of the cave from the mouth of the cave, so it is deep enough that there is something to explore. Does it look like a cave system, or like a cave that teenagers just throw beer cans into? <laughs> Who has dark vision here? <laughs> I do. I do. Is there a nearby tree? Um, there or is no bush? tree nearby. Or a bush? Yes, there's a scrub brush. Can I get a like branch or something or other to have a torch, and I'm going to ask Perthian to light this up? Well, I was just going to say, if you have dark vision, then you could actually see a little bit farther into the cave. Prothean, do you also have dark vision? I do not. I'm human. Okay. Ha! Loser. <laughs> okay, then you would need the torch for Prothean. All right, so I'm still going to, yeah, I'm going to grab the branch or the shrubbery, if you will, and go over to Prothean and say, here, you can light this up as a torch. I already have a torch in my bag. All righty, let's move on. <laughs> okay. You proceed into the tunnel, and as you start walking, it, is, it remains at a steady uh, seven-foot height, and you realize that it does extend pretty far back, and it looks like it may be part of a larger cave system, or at least it is a very deep cave. And um, what are your natural um I draw my sword. <laughs> Fourteen. I think a 16. Man, your perceptions are high. That's high enough. Uh, you can hear the distant rumble of water. Guys, I hear the distant rumble of water. I guess that could be a nice place to uh, relax for a little bit and Some take a break. Springs. We can strip down and get to know each other. I think it's a great idea. Let's head in the direction of that water. Okay. You keep on moving into the tunnel and... It starts to widen out, and you notice a slight glow up ahead. A slight purplish glow. I want to pull out my shield and make sure I have a battle axe ready. Okay. And I know Prothean already has his sword drawn. I am readying my quarterstaff. So you come, the tunnel widens out, and you wind up coming into an open... Well, not open, you're underground. Uh, but there is a very large cavernous area and off to the left you can see a swath of very small purple mushrooms and they're giving off this slight glow that adds a little bit of ambiance to the cave over to your right you can see another tunnel that extends farther in and through there is where you hear the water um, but you do notice in the swath of purple mushrooms that there are the remains of what seem to be what once were boxes and chests. Uh, I'm going to go poke a mushroom and search the boxes. The remains okay. of boxes. Yeah, I'd be more curious about the mushrooms. If anybody knows, has a high check on that. I don't know, I'm just going to poke it, see what it does. Just look at the mushrooms. and I'm going to say, what kind of a check would that be to know if I know if these are like, if we can eat these or what these are? You would have to give me a nature check. And Prothean, you go ahead and go and poke one of them. And when you poke it with, what are you poking with? My sword. Okay, you poke it with your sword. And when you do, it seems to deflate a little bit. Do I smell anything? Uh, give me a perception check. I got a natural three, so I'm assuming I didn't smell shit. You smell the earthiness of the cave, and you 
think that you smell the decaying leaves. Yeah, you guys think these are edible? What's your check, Jet? Or are you not doing one? Oh, I probably shouldn't. I'm terrible at uh, intel. It's an intelligence modifier, so. But I'll roll for it. You know, you never know. <laughs> a seventeen. You have no idea what this is, but wow. you're pretty sure that you shouldn't eat it. I mean, they are purple. You said they were purple, right? They're purple. Oh, yeah. Weird purple mushrooms. Probably shouldn't, shouldn't touch them. And we'll come back to you and those <laughs> mushrooms. Hammerbottom Brothers, you are making your way along the edge of the crevice with uh, Sheriff Finrail. And Finrail says, you know, boys, I'd, I'm not sure that we're actually just going for a day trip. What, what exactly did you get me into here? <laughs> well, to be completely honest with you, Finrail, I recruited you for a very special mission. You see, do you know much about mine and Ambionitis' past? No, boys, I, I don't think that I do. When the fuck would he have learned that? While we were out well, getting I drinks mean, one time, I don't know. No, last yeah, time we, we were out getting drinks, you told him to come along with us on this little hiking trip, which is really a fucking death sentence. Wait, what? Nothing. <laughs> what, what's going on, boys? What, what? Catch me up here, all right? What do you know about semen? <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> um, I mean demons. Demons. I don't really know much, I'll be honest. Well, you going to learn today? <laughs> what have demons got to do with what we're doing? It all started when I was born. <laughs> At a very young age, you see, me and my brother lived outside of Nashpura in the woods. In said time while we were young, demons came through and killed our parents and our entire tribe, leaving us orphaned. So now, we are seeking revenge on the demon that was head of the group of demons that killed our family, and the rest of the people that we knew and loved. So we are coming after this demon, and we know how to get to him. You know exactly which demon came after you? Yes, we know this because he had a marking on his body that this emblem pretty much signified who he was. I don't think any other demons have this emblem on them. What What was the emblem? It's like the Superman symbol. <laughs> <laughs> so, the emblem was imprinted right above his hip on his stomach on the lower section. This emblem resembled the head of a rabbit, but there was no body. It was just the rabbit's head. And then Ambionitis has a few more details to fill in. So while this demon was thrashing and crashing and bashing, did I say trashing our village and our so. people? You said thrashing, crashing, and bashing and trashing. All those things that they were doing. Um, the marking of the rabbit with no body was dressed with the tie of the bow assortment and has often been permanently inked onto those who enjoy bad decisions. This rabbit also had a hole in its head missing where the eye typically would be. And there was no neck connecting the head to the tie. And its ears, its ears, are parted just like the legs of those who donned this emblem. I'll never forget the ears. I cannot forget them. The ears stood erect. One of them had a very slight curve into it. And this emblem is inked on said demon's body right above his pelvis. 
Well, I mean, that is a very distinctive <laughs> sounding mark, and I'm sure that I'm sure any daughter or son that was wearing this would be ostracized if he's got the mark of a demon on him. Demons well, indeed. Especially the son. <laughs> yes, this well, mark boys. is where the semen goes. Or a demon. The demon had the marking there. <laughs> and uh, We're going to target it when we're aiming for it. Because... We we don't want to keep it in there. We just want to we just want to pull out and we want to kill this demon. We, we're gonna pull out all we got, all of our weapons, and that's why we needed you. We need the extra personnel in order to help us along our way. We just need to pull this one out so we can see the future of our children. And the more, the merrier. When there's more of us guys around and one demon like that, it's a lot more fun. And hopefully that emblem doesn't catch all of our future children. All right, boys. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I can stick with you for a little while, but Hildra's all by her lonesome, and she's not the real sheriff of South Soul, so at some point I am going to have to go back to do my job. How about our goal right now is we're trying to get to Trugala Kingdom. If you help us get into that kingdom safely, from there we can let you go. You wouldn't have to go into the demon realm with us. Oh, boy. the fuck was he going to go into the demon realm with us? I thought he was along for the long haul. Oh, well, I... They, I thought you were one of the boys, dude. Come on. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, boys. I'll help you get to True Gala Kingdom, but from there, I think you're going to have to be on your own, okay? Great, so you'll get us to the portal in True Gala Kingdom, and then from there, we will let you go. You're going to let me go? You, no, no, no. We are not going to try to persuade you to come into the demon realm with us. All right. Well, do you have any some, maybe, do you maybe. have any sort of political pull in Trugala Kingdom? I do not. Well, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait. Yeah. Did Did you boys hear that? <laughs> the dice roll. Yes, I did. Is Is it a uh, What am I hearing right now? Can I tell what I'm hearing? What are your natural perceptions? Fourteen. 16. Okay, yeah, you guys hear the hear this. You hear the crunching of gravel and the scraping of metal on stone to your right. You're fucked. I just keep walking. I ignore it. Let's get <laughs> it. I pull the warhammer. Yeah, I guess. Well, first, what do I see? I look to my right, I guess. You look to your right, and as Ambionitis draws his warhammer and Sheriff Finrail says, Did you boys hear that? You see six ugly-looking fellas jump over the boulders that they were hiding behind and bum-rush you with weapons drawn. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up there, guys. Do you see (laughs) this political power we have here with us? (laughs) And we'll come back to you. Back in the cave. So that's how you you don't make a... um, You don't need to make a persuasion check. You just say, I thought you were one of the boys. (laughs) So I'm going to gather up some of those mushrooms into my backpack. Okie dokie. You put those in your bag. Oh, did I do they glow enough to be, I'm sorry, do they glow enough to be used as like a lantern of some sort in the dark cave? No, they're not that bright. Okay. Um, it's like, it's like when your phone is on its last leg and it goes to its battery saving light mode. And you can see like just barely if you put it up next to something it'll illuminate it but it doesn't give off much light quick we need to plug in these mushrooms <laughs> uh did i ever find anything in any of your chests or, or boxes that are broken no so the broken boxes 
are broken and they're open and pieces of wood are scattered around. But you can see that these boxes continue on through this field of mushrooms um, farther past the cave into another tunnel. And there are, you can see that there are some boxes that still are intact deeper inside these mushrooms. And wherever these boxes are, the mushrooms have gotten bigger. All right, I'm going to pick one of the mushrooms and start sniffing it while saying, are you guys serious on edible? Go ahead and no, eat try one, one and find out. <laughs> Let us know how you feel if you're hungry. All right, I eat it. Okay. <laughs> um, it tastes like bubble gum. These actually taste really good, guys. I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> I'm going to try one then from my bag. Okay. There you go. Jet also eats one, and it tastes like bubble gum. Oh man, we gotta. I start filling up my bag full of all of them, <laughs> just as much as I can. All right, and every time you pick one, it seems to deflate a little, but it doesn't lose its glow. I'm gonna grab a couple That's handfuls okay. and put them in my bag. <laughs> okay. Um, and are you still checking out those uh, those chests? Yes. So you're walking in there, um, Abe. Do, do you want Abraham or Abe? Abe's good. All right, Abe. Do you want? Are you following them and actually like walking? checking out these things. Sure, I'll, I'll walk behind him, but I want to be looking around real paranoid, like just constantly like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay. Just everywhere, all the time. So I need you guys to give me a perception check for checking out these boxes and tell me what you roll and then what your modifier is. I rolled a 14 plus 4, so 18. Okay. A perception check is a 12 plus wisdom is through 15, but I'm proficient in those checks, so 18. I got a 14, I got a plus 0. <laughs> okay. My guy's not um, smart. Okay, so you guys open up these boxes, and you can see in the boxes what remains of these you see like these stones that have that same sort of faint glow that these mushrooms have. And the stones seem to have been eaten away and the mushrooms are coming up through the bottom of the box. And wherever the mushrooms, wherever these stones are, the mushrooms have gotten just ginormous. I'm going to poke one of the mushrooms. I am going deflates. Can I tell anything about the stones? Like, is it magical or like, does it seem magical? Yeah, you can give me a check. Kind of check. If you're thinking that they're magical, then probably an arcana check. She. While he's doing that, I'm gonna eat one of the giant mushrooms. Okay. Um. Yeah, Prothean. At once you pick that mushroom, you keel over. I'm dead. No, you just keeled over. Oh yeah. <laughs> like before he ate it. Yeah, he didn't even get around to eating it. He just picked it and keeled over. Is he still like holding it? No, he dropped it. I ah. dump all the mushrooms out of my bag. I want to boot it. Like, soccer kick it, like, like I'm clearing the goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you do that. It deflates. Uh, Jet, you go to jump, dump all of your mushrooms out of your bag, and you keel over. Oh, my stomach. And when you kick the mushroom, Abe, it deflates, and your vision blurs. Shit. Terribly. And we'll come back to you. <laughs> Hammerbottom Brothers. Yes, sir. That's me. You are being bum-rushed by six dastardly-looking fellas with their weapons drawn. 
four of them have maces, one has an ugly looking sword, and then the other one has a scimitar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sword. An ugly you looking look like sword. Shoot. Do they look hostile? I thought you were going to say, do they look hot? <laughs> um, I would, yes, they. I would describe them as hostile. Your characters would also discern the fact that they are running at you with their swords drawn as I hostile. I would enjoy very much if I went into a rage. Well, let's go ahead and roll for initiative first. Well, I am fucking rigid right now. Oh, yeah, we got to move our bags. <laughs> so bad. Get your bag sack out of the way, Brad. Just so bad. Man, these guys running at us look so, so bad. bad. Just so mad and bad. We got some bad boys. Nice. That was such a bad roll. So bad. I got a five. Got a 17. So bad. I shout, hey, man, your sword is ugly. So bad. You got a dirty sword. Do you stab your mother with that sword? I hope so. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't care. I don't care. That's so funny. I want to make sure that joke does not go unnoticed. No, but you would like the image to go unnoticed. Right on. How far out are they? About eight inches. Their first attack on you is the father's flesh. Man, that's a real short sword you got there. <laughs> so, um... Brixius got a five and Ambianus got a Correct. seventeen. Excellent. So one of the th one of these uh, dastardly dudes is going to go first, and one with an eye patch is going to come at you with a is going to leap over the crevice to your side and is going to swing at. Sounds like the action was a leap. <laughs> no, with, that's part of his movement. With disadvantage because of the eye patch. <laughs> He's going to go after. Take easy patches. I thought you were going to say he's going to come at you with an iPad. I was like, what in the shit? Like, That's an expensive weapon. <laughs> he's going to swing his mace at you, and he is going to roll. Oh, no, that's not even close. A 10. Yeah, that doesn't hit. And then it's Finrail's turn. Finrail is going to pull out his heavy crossbow, and he is going to aim it at the, near, at the next dastardly dude that is running at him the next thug and this guy has a big old scar over his face running from one ear down across his lips to his chin Finrail is going to miss terribly <laughs> actually no not that bad so we got patches and we got Scarface so far <laughs> um, he's actually not going to miss too bad he's going to shoot the arrow right over the scarred man's uh, shoulder and then that man with the scar is going to fall on Finrail with his mace and hit, rolling a 17. So he is going to deal... i got all sorts of papers over here. And he kills Finrail in one hit. No death saving throws, just automatically dead. Uh, he hits for five damage, and then he's going to swing his mace again, this time missing as Finrail dodges backwards. Then it is Ambionitis' turn. What fucker just hit Finrail? The Scarred Man. Yeah, well, he's gonna fucking die. Okay. Uh, would you like to rage first? Yes. Yes, I would like to become very rigid. You are raging. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you make when you go thing. into a rage. 
<laughs> when he's oh. raging, when he when he rages, every single time he rolls, he has to give out a little moan. Is that canon now? That's canon now. Damn it. <laughs> okay, well, addition here. The 14, that's 18, that's 20, that's 20. Does a 21 hit him? A 21 will hit. All right. Do you want me to swing for my second attack now? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh. <laughs> no, it's every time. It's, it's, it's every time. No, it's, it's canon. Because he's putting so much extra force into his swings and stuff. <laughs> he just can't control his own responses. 17, 21, 23. It's a 24 hit him. A 24 does hit. All right. Well, let's fucking get this on. So far, it's working for him, too. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 16. 16 damage. damage for the first one. Okay. Uh. <laughs> it's gonna get me every time. <laughs> Damn it. Did I forget to add shit before? Eight. Nine. No, that was fine. Okay. This is 13 damage. He is still standing. I don't know how with all those moans he's still standing. <laughs> Just get super turned on by the fact that you're moaning at him. I mean, shit, if I saw me moaning at me, that'd be pretty hard. And you're just ramming him so hard. Okay. Um, now the one with the scimitar is going to make the leap across the crevice and is going to fall on Ambionitis since you stepped in between uh, Scar, Face, and Finrail. And that one is going to roll terribly on the first one and much better on the second one. Going to hit is probably going to hit you with a 22. Uh, nope, doesn't do it. I'm God. <laughs> what is your armor class? Um, 69. What's your armor class? Yeah, it's going to be 60 plus 10 minus 1. What's your armor class? Six, 69. Subtract. Oh, why did I do this? I'm really bad at math. Damn it. Subtract whatever number it is that gets you to 16. 16. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. So, yeah, that's a hit. And is going to deal you nine damage. That's it. Uh, which I do believe vaginas. is halved because you are in a rage. Um. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Holy shit. Fuck you. Good call. I didn't remember that shit. Okay. So, you take five. Well, good thing I only have 70 more hit points left, boys. Okay, and then... Because uh, we were not at full health. It is going to be a, another of the dastardly dudes who does not have any remarkable features is going to... It's average Andy. Is going to jump over and is going to attack Finrail, hitting once, hitting twice, dealing 16. How's Finn looking? He is looking okay so far. Dope. All right. Oh, wait, nope. Oh, wait, nope. He's dead. <laughs> no, he's looking bloodied. And then it is going to be a, another of these thuggish men. You're shitting me. This one is wearing a bandana and is going to go after Brixius. Misses the first time. And misses the second time. He rolled two sixes. I'd like to repost on both of them. 
What are you reposting? Um, you, I think you can only do that once per turn. Uh, I don't know the rules there, so sure. Let me double check for you. Because if he swung once, I reposted, and then he swung again, I guess I could do it again. Unless I dodge, dodge, and then do it. You can only use one maneuver per attack, but you can use your maneuvers whenever you, as long as you have dice. So, yeah, you can repost both. All right, dope. And I keep forgetting for those. Do I have to roll to hit still? Or is it just I roll my superiority die and a damage die? Because is it like an automatic thing that I can do? Or do I got to roll to hit? Because it's one of those things I feel like part of it is because I'm spending one of my die to use it, it should almost be automatic. But then again, it could also be still making a melee attack, I guess, considered so. Okay, so actually it depends on which maneuver you're using. So a repost is a reaction, and you only get one reaction per turn. So you can only repost once. Um, you can only do that maneuver once. If anything else says that you need to use your reaction, you can't do it. Um, when a creature misses you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction and expend one superiority die to make a melee weapon attack, so you would have to roll to hit Dope. against that creature. If you hit, you add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll. 26. Yeah, you're going to hit him. I do 11 damage. So when he swings at me, I guess I'm going to kind of sidestep the first one. And then on the second one, it's going to be more of a duck and dodge. And then I'm going to sweep my Warhammer around and I guess bash him right on the thigh, giving him a nice Charlie horse. He is Charlie Horst and took 11 damage from that. It is now your turn. Fucking finally. I guess that's what I get for rolling a five, though, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I will just keep coming on to the guy that uh -oh. I just Charlie Horst in a non-sexual way, but in a way that will arouse me from battle. Uh, 21. Hits. And then I'm going to do use an extra attack as well. Uh, 20. Also hit. These guys are not well armored. <laughs> That's going to be for 13 damages because I cannot seem to roll a D8 very well tonight. <laughs> so okay. I guess after the Charlie horse, I'm going to guess that he starts hopping around on one leg because he's holding his thigh because it hurts so bad. So then I will sweep out the other leg and hit him in the calf. And that's going to really hurt. So I hope when he gets up, he's limping. And then with the last one, I'm going to come down right onto his tummy. I'm going to come on his tummy, but in a non-sexual way, but in a way that's going to leave me very aroused. And as a bonus action, I would like to announce to everyone that I'm aroused right now and erect <laughs> from right. battle. Also, I guess could I use another one of my superiority die to rally, which would give an ally that I see temporary hit points so I could use it on Finrail. Yes, that would be your real bonus action, not your uh, announcement Not my announcing my arousal. You can do that as a free action. I'll do it while I'm rallying. So the announcement of the arousal is what causes Finrail to rally. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> pretty much by spending one superiority die, I can choose one creature that can see or hear me to gain temporary hit points equal to my roll plus my charisma modifier. So Finrael is going to get an additional 8 HPs. 
Okay, he is no longer bloodied. That is for you, Finn. Use him wisely. But uh, the last of the thugs are going to uh, drop the mace and or drop his sword, his ugly sword, and pull out a heavy crossbow and aim it directly at Finrail. Would and it? is going to hit for eleven. So basically, so Finrail's dying tonight, and <laughs> he's and he's bloodied again. Yeah, basically, Brixius just picks him up, says everything's gonna be okay, buddy, and then he, as he takes an arrow, <laughs> straight in the chest. It's Heavy fine, crossbow bolts straight in the arm. All right, and we're gonna go back to the mushroom people. Oh boy. All right. So, how deep, like, in the mushrooms are we? You've proceeded about fifty feet. Fifty feet. Can I get up? Yeah, are we not con- yet. You can't. Yeah, are we conscious. Um, we'll we'll see. All right. I want to. I want to hear what the only uh, mobile <laughs> person can do. All right. I want to use expeditious retreat, so I can take the dash as a bonus action. I want to get the fuck out of where the mushrooms are, and I also want to take like, I want to try and like cover my mouth with something. Okay. Like a piece of cloth or something, and then I want to cast unseen servant, which basically just creates like an invisible person. Okay. And I want to have them drag Prothean out of the... <laughs> like, I want to cast him where next to Prothean, and okay. then have him, like, drag Prothean out of the mushrooms. Okay. Um, so, in order to do that, Expeditious Retreat can be cast as... I think it's as a bonus action. Okay, that is your bonus action. And then it says, when you cast the spell... And as a bonus action on your following turns, you can take the dash action. Okay, so you can already take the dash action that round? Right. So you'll move 60 feet. That includes your bonus action and your movement. Then your regular action will be to cast Unseen Servant. And what are the stats of Unseen Servant? Stats of Unseen Servant. Which stats do you want? Well, if it's going to be dragging Prothean, it needs to be strength. Two. A two? A two. A plus two or just a regular? Just, just a two. All right. Go ahead and roll to see if you can drag Prothean. <laughs> if you can't drag... That's not good. An eight. <laughs> if you can't drag Prothean, I'm going to have him try and drag Jet. It's very I'm sure Im- he's lighter. It's very important that I know if I'm <laughs> conscious right now because I saw the, like, he, the thought process in Abraham's <laughs> face there and then he chose... Not, not to save me. Okay. Um, yeah, your unseen servant cannot drag. Damn it, Prothean. And gonna try and drag Jet. Uh, roll. <laughs> Am I conscious? This is important. Twelve. Okay, and with a strength score of two, I think that's a minus four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a minus four. So, no, you can't damn drag. It. God damn it. You can't drag Jet either. Um, so now, Jet and Prothean, I would like you both to make wisdom saving throws. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Is this against being charmed? No. Because I have an advantage. Uh, 15. Seven. All right, Jet, you are completely unconscious, and we're going to have to give... You're going to have to give me another roll. This one's death saving. <coughs> oh, shit. Off the bat, 
Is it just the clean number for death saving rows? Rolls? Yes. Oh, 11. All right, that's one success. Prothean, you are still conscious, but you are delirious at the moment. You, your vision is blurred, and you're seeing shapes and colors <laughs> blurring across your vision. What would you like to do? Uh, does Cure Wounds help me at all for this one? Will I on hands? Actually, yeah. It's very convenient of you to have, like, an anti-whatever-happens-to-me. <laughs> Oh, yes. A land hands neutralizes yeah. one poison effect. Yes, so you can use your lay on hands. Cure wounds would not work, but yeah. you can lay on hands. Uh, expend five hit points from your pool of healing to cure yourself of one disease or neutralize one poison. All right, I'm going to use that. Then I'm going to grab Jet and get the fuck out of the cave. You can't, because that was your action. Oh. <laughs> um, all right, so now, Abe. Give me a wisdom saving throw. 13. You have now fallen. Damn. And your vision is still blurred, but you are not yet unconscious. Uh, Jet, give me a death saving throw. And... 19. Okay, that's two successes. And Prothean, give me another wisdom saving throw. 17. You are one lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, you're still okay. Uh, you can act. Uh, wait, does it lay on hands? How long does it work for? It just cures you of that one thing that one time. Oh. Uh, well, I'm going to grab Jet and I throw him with my shoulder and head for the door. So you're going to be able to move 30 feet, right? You That's your movement? Yeah. Okay, so you ha- you're 20 feet from the edge of the mushrooms. Abe, give me a wisdom saving throw. Four. You are now unconscious, and I need a death saving throw from you. (laughs) Two. Yeah, that's one failure. (laughs) (laughs) Jet. This is good. Give me a death saving throw. I am very much done exploring caves, I'll tell (laughs) you that after this. Four. That's one failure and two successes. Prothean, I need you to give me another wisdom saving throw. We got a 12. Your vision has blurred. Can I still keep running for the door? Yeah, you can keep you can keep running. Um, so you move another 30. Well, yeah, we'll call it difficult terrain now. So even if you dashed, you would only get 30 feet. All right. Because you can't see. Abe, you are <laughs> unconscious. I need another death saving throw. Woo-hoo. 17. One success, one failure. Jet. Can't believe we're being eaten alive by mushrooms here. Fifteen. That you are now stable, but you are still unconscious. Prothean, your vision is blurred and you are running blindly to exit this cave. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Slamming my head into all sorts of rocks and stuff. (laughs) I got a 14 this time. (laughs) You have fallen down. Oh, man. And are now unconscious. They're all just lying in the cave unconscious. <laughs> so That's good. Jet is stable. Prothean and <laughs> Abe give me death saving throws until you're either dead or stable, I guess. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> this is not okay. I got a, it like a landed on two, but it was slanted, and it rolled back to an 18. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that's two successes and one failure. Prothean, what'd you get? I got a natural one. 
Oh, oh that counts as two geez. failures. Fuck my life. Oh, man. This cave was a bad idea. <laughs> Why do you guys want me to eat the mushrooms? <laughs> you said you they were the okay. Purple mushroom. <laughs> Another two. So two successes, two failures. Oof. Prothean? If you ever want to... <laughs> I got 19. One success, or one oh, success sorry, and two an failures. One success and two failures. If you want to kill off half your team with one go, <laughs> tell them to right. go in a cave. Moment of truth. Five. <laughs> and what, you had two and two? Yep. All right. Goodbye, Abe. <laughs> it's been a fun two games with you. Uh, Prothean, what, what else have you got? Wow. <laughs> 17. Okay, so that's two successes, two failures. One more. Now you fucked up. <laughs> I got a 15. All right, you are stable. Break for this week's announcements with your host, Paul Camper. Psst, that's me. This week's podcast partner is the Retroverse. The Lasers and Liches Retroverse is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons compatible setting with new classes, creatures, and magic that evoke your favorite 80s and 90s nostalgia. A Kickstarter is currently underway for full access to the in-production game and the chance to get credit as a playtester. The campaign is over 400% funded, with over 14 days still to go as of February 27th, 2019. So go check it out and support our friends and their great content. That's the Lasers and Liches Retroverse. If you're interested in becoming a podcast partner, send an email with a quick synopsis of your project and a 30-second promo, if you have one, to deathsavingbros at gmail.com. We'll review your pitch and get back to you. If this is your first episode, we recommend going back to episode 25 to catch up on our current arc. Or, if you like what you're hearing, go all the way back to episode 1 to hear all the Death Saving Bros shenanigans. And make sure to tell a friend if you enjoy it. Your recommendations are the quickest way to grow the podcast. And that includes leaving a rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. I know some of you have given us reviews, but haven't yet heard them. Don't worry. We've got some prepped for the next couple episodes. In the meantime, get ready to hoot and holler, cheer and everything else that you can think of when you hear your review with official Death Saving Bros swag from redbubble.com. The Death Saving Bros logo design is currently available on shirts, hoodies, mugs, and notebooks with new designs coming soon. We've actually got a friend working on a couple right now. You can find that gear by searching Death Saving Bros on redbubble.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Death Saving Bros for the latest news and follow Life Saving Bros on Instagram to bring life to your own D&D campaign with plot hooks, pre-made character sheets, and other tips and tricks. Now let's see what other tricks lie in wait for our characters. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Uh, let's go back to the fight. We are at the top of the order, and the dastardly dudes are back up. The patched eye guy is going to swing at Finrail twice, missing and hitting, and he's going to deal six. And then the guy with the scar is going is engaged with Ambionitis at this point, so he is going to. 
Oh, no, sorry. Finrail's first. So Finrail is going to swing back at the eye-patched guy and is going to just try and club him with the heavy crossbow. Missing. Then the Scarface is going to attack Ambionitis. Rolling a 16, so it hits. And then he's going to roll again. This time he rolls a 20. So two hits on Ambionitis. And that is going to be a total of... 8 divided by 2, so you only take 4. And Ambionitis, you are now up. You are engaged with Scarface. Yeah, I'm gonna kill him. Uh. Oh. <laughs> oh. That is a... Uh... Killed. Killed. Did Scarface have a crossbow? No. Ah, dang. Then he could have been like, Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> Thunk. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, that's a natty one, my guys. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, nuts. You just knocked Finrail the fuck out. <laughs> swing wide. <laughs> no, so you swing with just such frenetic energy that you wind up swinging past the guy with the eye patch, and you are now on the edge of the crevice, and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh. <laughs> Your rolls are fantastic tonight. That is a two. They're almost as good as <laughs> Abe's was. <laughs> okay, oh. so you wind up falling into the crevice, and you are going to take five damage in half, so you take three damage, and you fall to the bottom of the pit, and you are prone. Abe's ghost appears and goes, ha! <laughs> How deep is the crevice? It's only ten feet. Ew. It is now the thug with the scimitar's turn, and that one is engaged with... Is that you, Brixius? Oh, no, you had the bandana guy. You oh, had the he's bandana. wearing a danner? I missed that yeah. the first time. Danners. Okay, so the scimitar one is going... Oh, the scimitar one's attacking... Was attacking Ambionitis. Now that Ambionitis is in the hole, is going to attack Finrail. Oh, Finrail's twice. Butt fucked. <laughs> he has, like, three dudes on him. Just unloading on uh, is only going to hit once and is going to take good thing he has a 10 gallon hat on <laughs> take 9 hey mister is that a 10 gallons <laughs> finrail's looking a little rough then the regular uh the regular thug is with no discernible features is going to also attack finrail twice uh rolling a natural one the first time so nothing's going to happen because he's going to misplace his mace. He stumbles into the crevice. He's lost it. <laughs> he stumbles past Finrail, which is away from the crevice. Um, then it is the bandana turn. Bandana thug is going to swing on Brixius. Twice. It's the Danner thug. Hitting with a 23 and then hitting with a 16. Um, well, here's the thing. I don't know if I ever verbally said that I took out my shield. You did not. <laughs> well, that's just foolish of myself then. So I guess the second <laughs> one also hits. All right. So you are going to take 12. Oh, that's not so bad. He rolled a one and a six, plus his modifiers. And then, um, Brixius, it's your turn. Uh, well, <sighs> I kind of just want to TKO everyone right now. <laughs> Which means I want a wild surge and accidentally cast fireball centered on myself. However, I know the odds of that are not likely to happen. 
<laughs> and I'd be better off just attacking. Ah, shit. Fuck it. I am just going to firebolt the guy in front of me. Okay. Roll for hit. Well, I'm not going to hit. I rolled a natural two. Yeah, that's that's not going to do it. I'm sorry. You said they have low ACs, though. They do, but how not low? that low. <laughs> Just how low are they? Um, <laughs> for trying to cast it, do I still roll to see if I wild surge, or is it only if I like successfully attack with it? I'll allow you to to roll for wild surge. Woo! Oh, that's a seven. Darn. It, nothing happens. And we established that I cannot use an extra attack with a magic spell. Correct. Well, that's no fun, but all right. I guess I really can't do much else. Uh, I'm just going to yell to Ambionitis. Hey, walk much, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I end my turn. Okay. Um, then the guy that was in the back and shot the crossbow is I going to pull out my what? shield. Sorry. All right, you now have your shield out. He's going to wind up the heavy crossbow. And then it is back to the top of the turn. Uh, Eyepatch is going to swing on Finrail, hitting once, missing the second time, dealing only three damage. And then Scarface is also going to hit Finrail and trying to knock him out and miss twice. Rolled the same thing, rolled four twice. And then it is... Oh, Finrail is going to try and club one of the guys with his heavy crossbow. He's getting encircled now, so he's having a rough go of it. He's just going to swing wildly, and he is going to actually go ooh, twice because he's that desperate. And he rolls a natural one. He loses his hold on the crossbow, and it falls into the dirt next to him. It is now Ambionitis' turn. You are at the bottom of the pit. And as we established in the last episode, it will take an athletics check to get up out of the pit. Alright, so... I fell into the pit. If... I, so there's guys still on the other side of the crevice? One guy. He has a heavy crossbow. Okay, and then there's four... Five. Five on the other side. Jesus. Uh, if you need help getting out of pit, pray to our Lord and Savior, Little Sebastian. Little Sebastian, is that your rapper name? Bye, no. Bye, Little Sebastian. You got it. That's exactly how you pray. <laughs> you guys don't watch. Ten thousand candles in the wind. <laughs> you guys don't watch Parks and Rec? Besides no. Matt? I got you. All right. Okay, so I'm going to roll this pointless ass check because I could probably stick my fucking hands up and grab the edge of it and walk my happy ass up. You um, do, but you have to... You actually have to, like, lift yourself up over the lib. You're a heavy person. Pull-ups are hard for heavy people. Apparently. I'm fine, I can't even do one. So, I'm going to climb back up on the side and try to protect... Finrail because he's getting his ass handed to him. God fucking damn it. What'd you roll? I don't want to fucking talk about it. <laughs> What'd you roll? Let's just say it count for two death death failures in saving throws. Oh no. Let's just say All it right, starts so with zero, starts with 
O and ends with un. O uns? Well, you try to grab up on the lip and uh, the dirt breaks loose and you just land back on your feet at the bottom of the pit. Uh, It is then the scimitar turn is going to attack Finrail twice, hitting twice, and is going to deal enough to knock Finrail out. Then the uh, plane thug is going to lift Finrail over his shoulder and is going to try and jump the crevice. Makes it. Bullshit. <laughs> he rolled a 14, so he made You're it You're telling me that I couldn't grab the fucking ledge and pull myself out without a fucking roll, and this guy's going to body bag someone and jump a fucking crevice. Does he not have disadvantage for holding a person? Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. I will remember <laughs> this forever. And then... Uh, What's his strength score? Strength score is plus two. I think he has to roll for lifting. I will remember this for the rest of my days. <laughs> no, because you can yes, carry. Because with a strength score of 18, you cannot pull yourself out. Right. We established that last episode. Well, it's a dumb rule. We never should have established it, Dad. <laughs> um, Fuck you, and Dad. then the bandana one is going to try and is going to disengage with Brixius. Uh, I would like to take a swing at him for disengaging. No, disengaging is the way that you prevent an opportunity attack. No. That is his when action. When the fuck was that a thing? We've always played if you disengage, the you other get person hit. gets an opportunity attack regardless. No, we have not. Are you kidding me? Listen we back to any other way. episode or any of the test episodes. We've always played okay, that way. Maybe I've said the word disengage, but no, he is not just running away. He is actively disengaging, which is an action and prevents any opportunity attacks. And then he is going to jump across the crevice and start running away. That is, We have never played that way. We have always played that way. That's and then horseshit. Limp is also going to... He's going to shoot his crossbow at Brixius, and he's going to miss. He rolled a nine, so he just quickly launches one off. It skitters off the rocks near Brixius, and then he's going to turn and start running after his compatriots. Then it is Brixius's turn. So the guy carrying Fenrael, how far away is he now? He is 10 feet on the other side of the crevice. Would I be able to make it to him this turn and then take... Um, action? Yes. Alright, then I'd like to run, leap across this trench with my happy ass, and uh, come across and fuck him up. 22. That's a hit. 16. Also a hit. 20 damages. Okay, he looks bloody. And I would like to hit him in such a fashion that he drops Finrail. Buckle his knees. Um, Because if he's running away, I picture myself coming up from behind him and then swiping at the back of his knees. And then once he falls, hopefully he would, Finrail would be jarred loose. And then I would come down and break his shoulder. Well, I will roll a constitution check to see if he drops Finrail. Let's say, um, what was your first attack? Was it 22? Uh, Roughly. Yeah, I think that's about what it was. It was over 20. Okay, so the thug drops Finrail. He stumbles to his knees and drops Finrail. All right. How close is the second guy? 
the the scimitar guy or uh, the bandana guy or the guy with the limp? Wait, whichever guy would have been next in jumping over the ledge and running in that direction. The bandana guy. Okay, how close is he? Right next to you. I would like to use my bonus action and throw my net on him to entangle him. That is not a bonus action. Just to toss a net? Right, you're making an It's basically an attack. Well, okay then. I guess uh, there's not much else I could do right now, so yeah, and my turn. All right, it is top of the order again. Um, the guy with the eye patch is going to jump over and is going to engage with you, rolling twice and hitting both times with his mace. He's going to swing at your back, just hit you square in the back, and then he is going to bring his mace around and try and knock your knees, which he does, and that is a total of 11 damage. All right. Um, and then, oh, you want to use one of your su- su- superiority dice? Possibly. I just want to make sure. You know I had my shield out still, right? So he rolled above 18 both times, correct? He rolled an 18 the first time and a 19 the second time. Just want to make sure. Uh, yeah, I will parry one of them. Are you parrying the first or the second? Whichever one did more damage. Dungeon Master Paul, sir. <laughs> you don't know that. Whichever one looks like it's coming in faster. We'll say that you parry the second one since you didn't see the one that's going to hit you square in the back as he jumps after you. Uh, I add stuff to this. Minus eight damage to that one. All right, that takes that knocks off um, seven damage, so you take four. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. And then... Uh, the it would be Finrail's turn, but he's unconscious. He's not dying. He's just unconscious. Then the guy with the scar is going to jump over and engage with Brixius and is going to roll a 17 naturally plus three. No, plus four. All right, so 21 does hit. Okay, and then rolling a 16 naturally. Plus four so is a, a 20. 20. So that hits. All right. So you take two more mace swings. One is coming at your head. The other one is going to hit you in the chest. A one and a six plus two on each of those. So you take another 11. Literally the last three times that they have attacked, it's been a one and a six that I roll. That's cool. That's cool. Ambionitis, your turn. I get the fuck out of this thing. Go ahead. And that's a strength. Uh, right, it's an athletics check. That's what I meant. Fuck yourself. Um, fuck, man. 16. You are well out of that pit. And I can't do shit now, can I? Um, no, I won't let you attack. You can move up into... Well, I guess you're already in range for your next turn to move and attack. So you can ready You can ready yourself for in case the guy with no, crossbow that, that would be an action as well. That would don't be an action as well. A, don't we all have a um, bonus action and once we hit level five or whatever? No, we have an extra attack. Alright, I'm not doing shit. He gets an extra attack only if he takes the first attack. Okay, sounds good, Ambionitis. Uh, the one with the scimitar is going to jump across and is going to uh, engage with Ambionitis. Swinging twice. Okay, only going to hit the second time. 
First one was a, an 11 plus 4 was 15, and then 14 plus 4 is 18. And you are going to have a scimitar coming at you for a total of 10 halved, so you take 5. Okay. And then the nondescript thug is going to stand, picking Finrail back up, and succeeds at doing that with an 18 plus 2 is 20 strength score, and is going to move 15 feet since he lost 15 feet standing up because he was prone. Um, And then the bandana guy is going to step in between Brixius and the guy that is running away with Finrail and is going to swing twice with his mace. Why do these guys want Finrail so bad? Uh, that one is a 17. Misses. And this one is an 18. Hole. This one, that one hits. All right. And you are going to take four. Can I repost the first one? Sure. Oh, here we go. 23. Hit. 17 damage. Wow. Yeah, you drop him. So then that second hit never comes through, correct? Correct. Great. Fantastic. It's your turn. Fuck that guy. Um, so the bandana guy's still in between us and Finrail? Well, he is dead, but he's, yeah, technically between the both of you. All right, is anyone else engaged with me right now, technically? Yes, you are engaged with Eyepatch, Scarface. <laughs> so what I'm saying and, is, can I disengage and, guy. and then run over and hit the guy that's carrying Finrail? So, yes, you can disengage, and then you can move towards um, the guy carrying Finrail, but will not. you won't be able to do anything to him unless you use a bonus action. Well, then I'm just going to swing at one of the guys in front of me, probably the dude with the eye patch, because he's been looking at me funny all night. He's been winking at me, and I... <laughs> uh, 18. <laughs> that will hit. And you are going to kill him. All right, then I would like to take... He only had three left. Great, then I would like to take my next swing at the guy with the scimitar. Yeah, that's a guy, right? Yes, but that one is engaged with your brother. Oh, then what... You still have Scarface? What about the average... The average-ass dude? Okay, the... uh, No, the average guy is carrying Finrail. All right, so then... (laughs) Process of elimination. (laughs) Who do I got with me, Scarface? (laughs) You got Scarface still. All right, I'd like to kill Scarface, please and thank you. You can try. 25. Hit. 11 damages. Okay, he is not dead. All right, but wait. As a bonus action, I would like to use my second win to regain hit points equal to 1d10 plus my fighter level. So how many is that? I have to roll said d10 first. Oh, we're going to get 14 hit points back and double what we're currently at. <laughs> you were at 14? I was at 14, correct. Nice. All right, um, then it is the guy with the limp's turn, and uh, he's just going to run. He's going to limp? Yeah. Is his speed halved because of the limp? So he moves 25 feet. Then it is Eyepatch's turn. Eyepatch is going to disengage and run in between you guys and uh, 
the nondescript guy carrying Finrail, then Scarface is going to disengage and do the same. If Patch had to disengage with my brother, would he have to run past me, encouraging an opportunity attack? To get Patch was not engaged with your brother. Oh, I thought he you just said he disengaged. You. Oh, wait, Patch is dead. Or Scimitar. Scimitar is engaged, and I haven't gotten to Scimitar oh, yet. I thought you just said somebody disengaged and ran past. Yeah, Patch is dead. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. I said Patch, but Patch is dead. I am understanding what you are saying now. And then Scarface is currently engaged with you, is going to disengage and run to do what Patch would have done if Patch was alive. Uh, then Ambionitis, you are currently engaged with the Scimitar. So I have a guy, I mean, there's three other guys. Yes. Okay. So I guess I'll just keep fighting the guy that I'm engaged with. All right. You swing on Scimitar. Uh. You might want to try your other dice. <laughs> let's, let's, let's see if this one does it. 13. Nope. What, okay, what's your definition of low armor classes? <laughs> So, this one actually has better armor than the others. Of course he does. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, very, That's a fucking coincidence. That's very convenient for him. I have two character sheets. This one is the one that seems to be in charge. Alright, well I guess I'm fucking useless again. Swing again. No, don't you have an extra attack? I didn't think I could use it if I fucking missed. No, you can. You can. Well, there's so many fucking changes that I don't know what to believe. No, that's always been a thing. Natural 20. <laughs> well, that kind of makes up for it, because now you're going to do double damage. Uh, sorry. Hey, also remember, because we are half-orcs, we have savage attacks, so you get to roll an additional damage dice when you crit. I forgot about that. Good call. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> I don't think, I, I don't think I've hit a critical 20 this entire campaign. Say I have, and I definitely forgot about that. I don't think I've had a success or a failure. So I hit this dude with three damage dice? Yeah, but I... Don't know if you add your modifiers with the extra damage dice. I think it's just the dice. 13 for one. And six for the extra. And then I have to roll another one, don't I? Yeah, so you're, you rolled regular plus your modifier, then the extra damage. Now your crit damage. Nine. So nine, six, and 13. Correct. 28. Sure. Sounds about right to me. I don't do math. Plus or minus, give a few. Thank you. Regardless, it's still 28, no matter how you add it up. <laughs> not quite bloodied yet, but not looking great. Um, then it is the scimitar's turn. Scimitar is going to disengage and run alongside the nondescript, who is going to run the full 30 feet this turn and reach the rocks that they had originally come out from behind and he's going to disappear behind those rocks then uh so will mr oh wait then it is brixius's turn so i'm still engaged with scarface yes you are uh no scarface disengaged oh everybody is now disengaged dope um i would like to run up to the guy holding finrail that guy uh was went behind the rocks well then i would like to run behind the motherfucking rocks Okay, you reach behind the rocks, and you see that there is a slope that leads down between two mountain peaks, and the guy with Finrail is on a sledge rolling down the mountainside. On a sledge or a ledge? Did you mean to say the S? Sledge. A sledge? Yes, like a sled. 
Like a luge. Oh, like a sled. Gotcha. Well, can I get to him this turn? No, he is moving faster than you. Hmm. What if I cast Expeditious Retreat? Then I can. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I could. Because Expeditious Retreat gives me... Whatever Matt said earlier. Uh, It would be a total of 90 feet for you. Yeah. So, yes. I'm sure I can meet him. Yes. Yeah, so you could catch up to him. Well, I'd like to catch up to him, and I'd like to kill the motherfucker. And take his sled. Well, to catch him using Expeditious Retreat would... You wouldn't have any other action. That would be using your action to dash, bonus action to cast Expeditious Retreat, and then your movement. Hmm. Well, I guess I'd just like to get to him and sit on his sled with him. Can't sit. Also can't do that. <laughs> what? You can't do that either. That would be it's an action. another action. It's an action to sit? Yep. Yeah, it's moving. Alright, so if I just, if I run the distance and I get to the sled, then I would like to, I guess, step on the sled, but I can't sit, so I'll stand on it. <laughs> Again, it's moving, so that would be an entirely another action. How, f- how, how far away <laughs> is this sled from me? The sled has moved a total of 60 feet. Okay, so... So you got, you moved 30 up to the rocks, then you used Expeditious Retreat to catch up to the sled, but it is moving and therefore would require an acrobatics or athletics check to get onto the sled and stay on the sled. Okay, then can I run in front of the sled? No, because it is 60 feet, so yes, you Yes, but I can go sled. 90 feet, though, I thought. You already moved 30 to get to the rocks and then another 60 to catch up to the sled. I thought 90 was Expeditious Retreat. No, no 90 is his total movement. I'm still confused, but all right. I guess I just run up there. And, uh... Look at the sled. And wait. I run right next to the sled and then just watch it keep going. Okay. (laughs) Then the um, guy with the limp is going to take one of the other sledges that was there and is going to start going down the mountain. And then the... Then Scarface is going to take another sledge and start going down the mountain. So there were sledges just that I ran by? (laughs) Yes. Okay, great. Gotcha. Ambionitis, you're up. All right, yeah. I'm going to shout really loud. If you come up by me, get on a sledge, okay? Um, So I'm going to go to the rocks, and my movement is 40 feet. Okay. Because I have fast movement. So I get to the rocks and get on a sledge. Sounds great to me, and you start moving down the the rocks. Terrific. So, So you're past me now. He's even with you. His sledge has also traveled that distance. So, would it be better for me to take my turn and run back up and get on a sledge and then come back down? Because that seems so much faster. Not a six second 90? It's holy shit fast. All right. Is it... Whose turn is it now? It is now the person with the scimitar is going to get on a sledge and come down. So now we have Scarface, Ambionitis... Scimitar and limping guy. Oh, limping guy and the nondescript and finrail all on sledges, all even with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brixie so- is just running. <laughs> and Brixie is, is just running alongside. I was running. <laughs> so now nondescript guy's turn is going to move another 60 feet on this sledge. 
with Finrail. It is Brixius' turn. So how far away from him is me now? How, how far? You are 60 feet. I use weird words. How many? 60. Okay. So you could use your bonus action because of Expeditious Retreat to dash. You can get within and then another 3 feet, 30 feet, because that's your regular movement, That which means you still have an action. Jump on my fucking sledge or jump on one of theirs. Oh, I can jump on the guy with Finrail's sledge. Or, so, this steep slope. Are there, like, trees and stuff on the sides of the slope? Or, I guess what I'm saying is I would like to try, if it's possible, to cast a firebolt and pretty much cause a tree to fall in the path so that... Because I imagine going on a steep slope like this, nobody can really turn. So everybody would run into said fallen tree. Um, no, there are no trees to fell here. But at the bottom of this slope, there are trees. There are some trees. So is there anything, like, up on the side of, like, the two walls of the mountain that I can, like, make some rocks fall, or...? I mean, you could, but, um, I will warn you, that will cause... That could possibly cause just a regular old avalanche that will hit anybody. Do it. Well, I imagine it would hit everybody that's riding down on a sledge right now. Do this Mulan style. Yeah, depending on where you cast it. I mean, it could either cause Up in front of everybody. Okay. And... Realistically, I'm not worried that it's going to really hurt Ambionitis too much because he has a shit ton of health. So I'll let him take that one full force. What happens if you bury Finrail? Well, I mean, he should have uh, known the risk when agreeing to come on this camping trip with us. <laughs> <laughs> he very clearly didn't understand the risk, but uh, go ahead. All right, so I am going to cast a firebolt up ahead on the rocks, up in front of Finrail and stuff like that, and cause an avalanche. Fucking choice numbers there, guy. Uh, hold on, I forgot. Oh, wait, hold on. That's going to be 22. Yeah, you're going to hit it. You're going to hit the mountainside. Okay. Tell me how much damage you do. Uh, looks like it's going to be 10 damage. Okay. Um, a firebolt is just a small flame that you hurl. It's not an explosion. You, you know that, right? Would a witch bolt, witch's bolt do better in this scenario? Sustained lightning? Yeah, that would probably be better. All right. I did explode an entire boat with that in one <laughs> of our earlier campaigns. Then could I have casted witch's bolt instead of firebolt? Yes. And I will... You said 10 damage? Well, a witch's bolt is a 1d12 and not a 1d10, so... Okay, roll the 1d12. That's 11 damage. And you didn't add anything to that, right? That's just what's coming off the die? Would I not add my spellcasting modifier? No, not unless the spell says to. Then that's a nine. Okay. However, has that always been a rule? Yes. Well, I'll tell you personally, I've been playing D&D wrong for four years. <laughs> and every <laughs> single time I've used a spell in this campaign, I have added. Okay, you don't add your spellcasting modifier unless you're supposed to. So, some rocks scatter... But 10 was the magic number. I would have given you an avalanche on 10. Huh. It is now the guy with the limp's turn. Well, And he goes 60 feet, and he is winding up his crossbow. Can I can I use a movement still? Because I casted it, and then I saw it just scattered. So then can I use my movement and bonus action to, I guess, keep pace with everyone? Oh, yeah. I figured you were already doing that. Well, I, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, yeah. You're 
pace because if I would have hit and saw an avalanche, I would I would have just stopped. Oh, okay. But that makes sense. Okay, so I'm up Keep there. running into the avalanche. All right. Um. So limp is winding his crossbow, and moves sixty feet. Scarface moves sixty feet. Um. Ambionitis, you have moved sixty feet on your sledge. Am I able to cast Firebolt at the fucking guy with Finreal? Yes. I would do that. This is just how Figus lost his hair. Now, do I add anything to Firebolt? Yes, you add your spellcasting modifier. Which is what? Charisma. Thank you. 16. That will hit um, the nondescript thug. And give me damage. It's 1d10, but you don't add anything. Six. Okay. Bloodied. And Finrail's magical facial hair scruff is now burned off. Okay, then the scimitar person is going to move another 60 and is going to swing at Ambionitis twice, rolls a one, and falls off his sledge. Then um, Nondescript Thug is going to move 60 feet ahead. Brixius, you are up again. Did the guy from falling off the sledge take damage? Oh, oh, also, sorry. Uh, Nondescript guy is going to move 60 feet ahead and is going to reach the bottom of this slope. Uh, And there are trees down there. And what you can see are horses. Gotcha. Get that javelin arm ready. Did did, uh, I have those too? Did the guy who fell off the sledge take damage? Yes, very much so. All right, gotcha. Just want to make sure the right people are dying or getting closer to dying. Um, So I can just run my happy ass down. Like, are they stopping at the bottom? Well, yeah, the sledges stop. Okay, so I would like to run my happy ass down there right next to him and then hit the motherfucker who is holding Finrail. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll. 14. That will hit. And then a natural one on the second one. All right, so you roll the first one, and the second one you're just going to miss. Nothing super spectacular is going to happen. And that is 14 damage to him. So I would like to hit him in such a fashion that he drops Finrail. Well, Finrail was just kind of slung over the sled, but you drop the thug. Um... He had exactly 14 left. So how does he die? So what was he still on his sled? Finrail or the thug? Um, the thug. Yeah, he had just gotten down. So I guess I would just be like because I am running right now, 90 feet in six seconds. That is a very very fast time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I would like to just kind of while I'm running, it's 10 feet a second. Or I could go a little faster, well, regardless. And I would like to take my Warhammer and just, as I'm running by, just clobber him in the back of the head. Oh, jeez. So his head explodes. I don't slow down in the slightest. I hope I hope that is known. <laughs> explodes under your Warhammer. Um, then the limp guy is going to reach the bottom, and he is going to pull up with his crossbow drawn, but he is not going to fire on you. He is going to say drop your weapons! Look around you, you're surrounded! And then Scarface is going to come down and he is going to stand with his mace at the ready. Ambionitis, your sledge is going to reach the bottom 
and you're going to hear that uh, Limp just said, put your weapons down, look, you're surrounded. <laughs> if I were you, I would try to aim just a little bit to the side so you take out his legs. Yeah, is he standing up? Yes. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to absolutely fucking pumble this man's legs. All right, give me a... And then the avalanche comes. <laughs> well, I guess, can I s- slide... Can I take my Warhammer, clip his legs as a hit, and then hit him again? Sure. Yeah. Alright, I would like to do that. I was just gonna give you an ath- like, a regular attack, um, to take him out with the sledge. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, either way, can I hit him twice? (laughs) Yes. Okay. First hit, with the sledge. Second hit, the Warhammer. Correct. Am I proficient in sledging? (laughs) No. You're telling me it's not a martial or simple weapon? No, but I'll give you an athletics proficiency. (laughs) How's that? Crock of shit. Well, I am proficient in that shit, so here we go. Rides the sledge into him, gets off of sledge, pulls out second sledge, hits man with that sledge. Fucking math. Damn it. (laughs) Am I raging with my sledge? Um, you're raging in general. Oh, wait. Rage only lasts one minute, right? I have no fucking idea. Okay. After this one, you'll have to say again that you're raging. Okay. But you're still raging. I mean, worse comes worse, I could just get mad again on my way down this hill. (laughs) I feel like that would be an instance that would happen. Either way, fucking numbers. Um, this and that... And everything in my asshole, especially those bitch 16. Yes, you take out uh, the limp thug. And what would damage be with a sledge? We'll call it your strength. And um, it's a very fast moving uh, improvised weapon. So we'll count it instead of a 1d4, we'll count it as a 1d6. So my strength and a 1d6. Well, your strength modifier. Sorry. So four. All right. You you sweep the leg with your sledge. He goes tumbling over you, takes four damage, lands hard on his, on his side. And then I want to hit him in the chops with my hammer of war. All right. 12, 16... 17, 19, cool. Oh, baby. Give me that good loving. All right, so that is 17. 17 damage is bloodied. Very much so. Um, And then um, the scimitar one, the one that looks like he's in charge, is going to reach the bottom and is going to stand up and say, Boys! I think you're a little out of your league here. And you look up and see that there are another ten thugs that step out from the trees. You got this. Fuck them. And we are going to go back to the people in the po- in the mushroom cave. Uh, all of you are unconscious. And Abe. I'm dead. You're actually not. I'm not dead. You have a vision. You see before you a man 
step out from white swirling mist and you see his face changing rapidly it's almost as if there were it was like a casino slot and five different rotating dials were just constantly switching faces he leans down touches you on the brow and says you have much work yet to be done and you gasp for air shit and that's where we're gonna end our episode (laughs) um that fight went quite a bit longer than i expected (laughs) it to especially with the chase scene uh but we will pick up next week with our gentleman in the cave and our gentleman being surrounded by thugs and dastardly dudes uh we hope you enjoyed this episode And if you did, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating review. We would highly enjoy it. Uh, And you will be right on the podcast. If you would like to keep in touch with us, head over to Twitter. Uh, We are at Death Saving Bros. We are also on Instagram at Death Saving Bros. Or you can check out our uh, affiliated account at Life Saving Bros, where you can find lots of uh, D&D hooks. Uh, supplemental materials and character sheets to help you launch your own Dungeons and Dragons game. Uh, and if you would like to follow me personally, I am at HP Camper. You can follow me at Benfro15. You can follow me at I'm A underscore B underscore Rad. And you got a better chance of finding me in the world of old school RuneScape at. Fuck, what's my name? Hold on. Shit, where's my name? Oh. B. Richa. No, it's actually B. Dizzle 918. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You can also find me on Old School RuneScape as F A T T Space Smith. And you can find me on Old School RuneScape at Yes Nemeth. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's very tired. <laughs> we played for a very long time tonight. Did you die for the last half hour? All of those, all of you at home, all of us here, get your get your rest. If you're listening in your car, especially don't if get you're your, listening in your car, <laughs> don't get your rest. If you're currently in your car, make it home, <laughs> then go take a nap. Go ahead, let Jesus take the wheel. Uh, wherever you're listening in your car, at home, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. I heard a headline that said someone died in a car accident because of us. I'd be thrilled for the publicity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you you got it now. I'm I'm a professional of this shit. She works on a different shift. I see her at the holiday party, and that's it. Yeah, I'm sure you do see her at the holiday party, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Jingle balls, jingle balls. Paul got off his rocks. Oh, hey, B. Rich, um, could you, that last part was really nice. Could you try and angle yourself a little bit more towards the mic? Does this matter? (laughs) I love that you've got your nose, you've got the mic up your nose.
I can smell everything. <laughs> like, if you farted right now, he'd probably smell it. I would smell it. I don't know. Matt's stomach's making some weird noises over here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. I know. I smell that, too. Yeah, so Scarface is protecting Nondescript, who's carrying Finrail. Uh, Scimitar is engaged with Ambionitis, and then Limp is running alongside... Um, or running ahead of Scarface and Nondescript. How did a dude with a limp jump a crevice? He didn't. Oh, nice. Well, I have with a guy. Code on names me. like that. I need to know what their gang is called. <laughs> Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs: Heavy Interlude, Legrand Chase, Malicious, Morgana Rides, Porch Blues, Stormfront, Twisting, and To the Ends are by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 3.0. The tracks Coming of Age, Dreams of War, Fantasy Theme, and Silent Motion are by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.